1: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
0: At least one of us believes that the Lakers Warriors series is over and his name rhymes with Chris Candy. Oh yeah, you know it.
2: You know it. <laughs> Stayed up till 1 o'clock last night. The game was over about 1240, big fella. But I just wanted to bask in the glow of the huge win in game four. I can understand Listen that. to Chuck, Kenny, and Shaq break it all down. Oh, it was great.
0: It and was I'm, great. I'm sure you won't at all be insufferable today. It's Kenji and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And he is here. So, yeah, that's where we're going to begin. Here we go.
1: Only one place to start. Long two is on the way,
0: and it's good from Lonnie Walker. My
1: goodness.
3: Reese corrals it, but that's the end of the game. The Lakers were able to dribble it out as the Warriors didn't even try to foul, and the Lakers take a 3-1 lead over the Golden State Warriors.
0: Well, only one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Greenie is here, and... Coming off of last night, I will ask you this question, since Chris Canty believes that the series is over with the Lakers now up 3-1. Greeny, yeah. are the
4: Warriors done? Definitely not. And here's why I've got a theory I'm going to float, big fella, because I, I, I don't have a particular rooting interest in this. But, but I, I'd, I'd like to see, the, to, to me, the storyline, which is all I root for at this stage when my teams aren't in it. Is more fascinating if LeBron gets another crack at this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd like to. I'm here for those conversations. If LeBron wins another championship by knocking out John ja Mor- consecutively, if it goes this way, John ja Morant, then Steph Curry, then either the two-time MVP and Nikola Jokic or his historical rival Kevin Durant, and then beats the Celtics in the final. I'm here for that conversation. If that's what winds up happening, so in that regard, I guess I'm kind of rooting for them. Here's my theory, and I floated this on GetUp. It was not received well. <laughs> if I'm Darvin Ham, I have a conversation with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and I say, guys, I'm leaving you in LA for this trip. There's no reason for you to come to San Francisco. We're not going to try and win five games in a best of seven. We're going to win the game that we have to win, which is game six Friday night at home. The, 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 the Warriors are going to be playing on tomorrow night. Like, their dynasty is on the line, which it is. They're coming home. Their fans are going to be nuts. That's a game we don't win more than 30% of the time under the best of circumstances – We did this against Memphis, and it worked. We basically punted game five against Memphis, and I'm doing that. Now, I'm being somewhat facetious when I say you don't even travel them, Mm -hmm. but I'm not kidding when I say you wave an early white flag. I don't want to see either of those guys play more than 25 minutes, (laughs) and I'm resting up my big guns for my one shot at home. The Warriors have been awful on the road all year long. And, and, and that's how I try and win this thing. I save my, my starting pitcher. I don't try and win. I don't bring my, my starting pitcher back on short rest when I'm up 3-2 in a series. I save him for game seven. What do you think of that?
2: Uh, you listen. I, I hear where you're coming from and I'm of the same mind to a degree, right? If you're down by 15 or more points in the third quarter in game five in the Bay Area, yeah you're going to sit AD and LeBron, but I would contend that you at least have to have the golden state warriors strain a little bit. You can't go into that game five situation without your two big stars and say that we're not playing them. And then the golden state warriors have essentially a freebie game in a series that, that would then become, you know, a situation where the warriors would have to win the next two and, and, Give back some momentum to that Golden State team. The championship DNA is what scares me, which makes this different from what we saw from the Memphis Grizzlies, which is why I don't know if I would necessarily altogether punt on game five because I don't want to give away momentum, but at the same time, I do recognize that you probably got no shot at being able to win Game 5, and your best chance at closing out is Game 6 at home.
4: That's better than I did on TV today, Carlin. I mean, everyone yelled at me. Legler mocked me. Alan Hahn made fun of me. This is way better than I did earlier. Well, allow me to ruin it for you. Okay. Uh,
0: No, here's here's the thing. I'm with you that if it gets out of hand, we get the rest. That's totally fair, and you don't let it get away from you. But – I'm thinking big picture on the rest, too. If there is any semblance of a chance, if I am within 15 in the third quarter, if I am within 10 to 12 toward the end of the third quarter, I'm still giving it a shot because that other series is going seven. Mm -hmm. I absolutely believe that. And if I'm the Lakers and I can get out of this series in five and deliver the knockout blow and, frankly, yeah, not give them any kind of life in this moment, considering they are the defending champions, I want to get them out as soon as I can. Yep. I want to get as much rest as I can after the fact.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, here's the thing. The Warriors franchise all-time is 1-14 in best-of-seven series where they're down 3-1, but Steve Kerr, since he's been the head coach, is 1-1. The famous loss was in that NBA Finals against LeBron when they came back 3-1 The Draymond Green suspension, but the fact that this team has that on their resume, that they've come back from being down 3 one in the postseason would scare the hell as a Lakers fan scares the hell out of me probably scares those guys in the locker room
4: too. it was the same year it it was against OKC it was against Kevin Durant and then that was the legendary Clay Thompson game in game six at Oklahoma City um, that precipitated among other things Kevin Durant leaving OKC and coming to Golden State so look am I kidding only slightly, I, I, I believe the Lakers' right, best right. chance of winning this series is in Game 6. I'd be doing everything I could to maximize my chances of winning that. Can I float another one at you? Mm. Can me float another one at you? Kanti, I'll put this in your wheelhouse. This is, this is going to be a little, um, a, a little football analogy I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. The Jets are playing the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game this coming year. And there's an incident the week before, in the game before, in which Patrick Mahomes might wind up getting suspended for the AFC championship. If Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, came out and said, don't suspend Mahomes, that would be unfair. This series would have, I would lose my mind. I would demand that he sell the team. <laughs> Instantly. Did the owner of the Phoenix Suns actually come out and say, don't suspend Nikola Jokic for game five? How'd you like to beat DeAndre Ayton when he saw that statement come out and said, this guy just scored 51 on me in a loss. I can't even fathom what's going to happen now. They should have been lobbying with every ounce of their energy to get him suspended for game five. What do you think of that? I completely agree. I think that would have been the case had
2: the owner not been involved in that situation. I think the complexity of the owner being there and not just being a normal fan is why the NBA didn't necessarily take that tenor when it came to the discipline on Jokic. Now, here's the deal. It should be a flop. There's no question about that. Did it rise to the level where you want to take them off the court for a playoff game and decide not one but potentially two games? No. But at the same time, it's just it's one of those things where if you're the NBA, you're worried about the precedent that you could potentially set when it comes to fan interaction with players, but also when it comes to how fans decide they want to behave when they're in the crowd and the ball potentially goes in there. I'm
0: with you. I, he flopped in the first place. I, you don't have to say anything publicly. All you have to do is keep lobbying privately and let and show them the video, and I, I give him all the credit in the world for taking the dive that he took to try to make it happen. It's obviously, I, I never felt like he was going to get suspended, mm. but why is there a need for you to come out and say... I, mean, I don't. We don't need him on I the court.
4: Mean, the, the magnanimous path here is 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 not the path of nobody least resistance. Nobody ever looks back
0: in champions and say, "Well, he didn't have this or whatever." No, nobody cares
4: about that. Listen, and, cares. and don't be fooled. Athletes
0: always want the easiest
2: path. I know fans say we do. want we want this guy, we want this, we want LeBron, we want uh, your MVPs. No, <laughs> you, you want the easiest path. If a guy is hurt, if a guy is out, if a guy is suspended,
4: whatever reason he's not on the court, that's what you want. Look, Look it's it, as it, simple it, as this. Who do you think is going to win the game tonight? The Nuggets. Uh, who do you think would have won the game if, no, if Jokic wasn't playing? No question, the Suns. Would so won the that's game. it. I mean, yes. there's nothing further than that that needs to be said. Yes.
0: If he gets suspended, to put it in Seinfeld terms.
4: Oh, exactly. That's just a shame. <laughs> that's exactly. History is written by the winners. No one ever goes back. Yeah. We're, we're, <coughs> pardon me. When Kyrie tried to say the other day, well, you know, if I hadn't gotten hurt, we in Brooklyn would have beaten Milwaukee that year and won the championship. Probably true. But so what? Completely yeah. irrelevant. History remembers the winners. Last year, if uh, if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt for Milwaukee, I think that the Bucks beat the Celtics and maybe they win the championship. But so what? History is written by the winners. Part, staying healthy, being lucky, not having the ball bounce the wrong way, or your star gets suspended for yanking the ball away too viciously from the owner of the other team. History is filled with moments like that. Maybe not exactly that one, mm-hmm. but there's a first time for everything. I don't know. I was When I read that yesterday, I was shocked.
2: Greeny, speaking of lucky, how lucky were the Lakers to have Lonnie Walker come off the bench in the fourth oh quarter God. and do what he
4: did yesterday? Lonnie Walker, the fourth. That's because he didn't play in the first Second or third, <laughs>
0: exactly. he was fresh as a daisy. And look, if you're gonna get, I don't know if you're Steve Kerr, what you actually say in that moment. You got beat by Lonnie Walker. Okay, we got beat by Lonnie Walker. I would have, I would have absolutely rolled the dice going into that fourth quarter with a seven-point lead, and they're gonna tell me that Lonnie Walker's gonna go off. I, I, they okay. also got it's beat because shot.
4: Steph didn't try to take A. D. to the basket not once but twice, but put up tough shots yep. over a seven footer when he, he certainly, at least on the second one, had more time because Clay Thompson took two terrible oh, shots that to me is in the was. fourth quarter of that game oh. because Draymond Green got hung up in the air because LeBron James read their play like a like a you know like a Charles Dickens novel before it and, and they played great. Look, the Lakers played championship ball down the stretch of that game last night, and the Warriors did not. It's that simple.
0: What about the what about the Knicks at this point? I mean, I cannot get over the fact that they are getting hammered on the boards as they are the last couple of games, and also the Miami Heat, who were just an awful shooting basketball team all season <laughs> long, all of a sudden cannot miss. They two, cannot miss.
4: Two things. One of them, Jimmy Butler's been the best player in the playoffs. With, with no apologies no necessary to Devin Booker or anybody, Jimmy Butler has been the best player in the playoffs. And second of all, your friend and mine, Mr. Stephen A., is over there on first take right now calling for Julius Randle to be traded. He's done with Randle. Not he wrong. came on today. He's done with him. I was really thrown by Randle after the game saying they want it more than us.
2: It was just uh, Maybe they want it more. I don't know. That's been who we are all year, and uh, we've got to find a way to you know, step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep this season alive.
0: I mean, that, that you can't – I don't care if he was joking or not. I don't think he was joking. I watched it again this morning. You can't say that.
4: No, and he said it again, too. I, 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 don't, I don't understand that part of it. Um, you know, look, at the end of the day, the Knicks are an example. I, I'm, I'm – as a fan of the team, I'm very happy with the season they had have had and Ooh. I don't I don't think this series is totally over although it certainly feels like it is here's what I would say the Knicks are an example of a team and it is it is really sort of a, it's not a great statement about the league but they're an example of a team that won a lot of games this year because they play every night like when you have a coach that demands you play every night, when your players play every night, you're going to win more games than your talent level because you're going to play a lot of teams that aren't playing every night. Yep. And then when you get to the, the part of the year where everyone is trying as hard as they can, some of your weaknesses go on full display. And I think to some degree that's what we're seeing here. Well, here's the thing. I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what Julius Randle's motivation was, but I think he's trying
2: to send a message to his teammates, the guys in that Knicks locker room, because essentially what Miami is doing is beating the Knicks at their own game. What you just described is how the Knicks win basketball games. They win basketball games off of effort, defense, and hustle. Well, last night, the Knicks allowed the Miami Heat to have 22 points off a turnover, 17 second chance points, including seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. That, that, that's essentially how the Knicks are supposed to win games. Right. There's no reason why a Miami Heat team that's undersized with their front line should out rebound the New York Knicks. But that's exactly what took place. There's no way to square that circle. So with Julius Randle's comments, I gotta think that they're not directed to,
4: to the media or the reporter asking that question. They've gotta be directed squarely to his teammates. Carlin, the, I was at the only game in this series the Knicks have won. That was the, Jimmy Butler didn't play. And the Knicks were down with, what, three minutes left in that yeah, game? Yeah. Yeah. The, so the Heat are just the better team. You, you can slice well, it up any way you want. Play. The Heat are unquestionably better than the Knicks are. I expect the Knicks to play hard and well tomorrow night at the Garden and extend it to a game six, though it wouldn't shock me if they didn't. And and But I expect Miami to close them out.
0: If there's one thing that continues to get confirmed year in and year out, it is that the regular season just does not matter all that much when it comes to the postseason. And the Knicks do not have enough talent in the postseason, high-level talent, to win consistently. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is the best player on the court, like you said, in the postseason, and it shows. Jalen Brunson's been great, and yeah. he's part of the solution. Julius Randle is not part of the solution because when it, this is the second straight postseason that they've been in that this has happened where the team can figure out exactly what to do with
4: Julius Randle and Jalen Brenson, in either order you want are good enough. I think to be the second and third best players on a championship team. The problem is they're missing the hardest thing to get which is the first best player on a championship team, and that's why they are where they are. Well,
0: thanks for hanging out a few extra minutes Guys, you're the best.
4: Thank you for doing this uh, busy week here, obviously, as we'll have all the NBA coming up towards the end of the week. But good fun. I'll see you guys later.
0: Absolutely. That is Greeny. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. What if quarterbacks completed four out of five passes? Well... You can play at that level with ZipRecruiter because four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com/slash Greeny. Up next, we get the insider's view and the analyst's view as to how, just how the Golden State Warriors can come back in this series. That when we return. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around.
4: passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickranger.com or just stop by.
1: greenie the podcast the nba playoffs
3: long two is on the way and it's good from lonnie walker my goodness walker has been the best laker in the biggest moments here in game four it's the playoffs it's a long series you know just be
1: ready for when my number is called continuing coverage of the nba playoffs this
2: is greenie Big fella, there was a play down the stretch in the fourth quarter where Lonnie Walker caught the ball on the elbow. Steph Curry defended, and he crossed him up, pulled up for a mid range Dre and hit it. Steph looked at the rim and then he looked back at Lonnie Walker
6: and just shook his head.
2: Like even the <laughs> Golden State Warriors were in disbelief of what Lonnie Walker was doing last night.
6: Of course, because you're Steve Kerr. You have priorities, right, when you're trying to defend a team and you have that whiteboard in the locker room and, and everything's prioritized. And I, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, was not one of those priorities. <laughs> Is he on the scouting report at that point? Probably not because yeah. he had been quiet in the series, wasn't playing much. And so you're worried about all these other things you've got to deal with with AD and LeBron and, and um, you know even some of the role players, the way they've played. So now he gets asserted into the game. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I, I found that funny last night too when I see the replay because Curry, he hits the shot and Curry actually turns and looks at him as he's running down the yep. court away from him. Like, the back of right Jersey. <laughs> for, literally <laughs> saying, are you serious right now? Because, look, and you cannot give him enough credit in the world and everything he said after the game. This is an incredibly confident young man. And obviously the way he played. But it's one thing to be thrust into a situation where, you, where you're not playing in any rotation, right? And a guy gets hurt or just foul trouble. And all of a sudden you hear your name called in a big moment. Usually, though, it's like go out there and just fill minutes and please don't screw this up, right? Just stay out of the way and guard somebody. Don't turn the ball over. To come into that situation, the very first time he touched the ball, he immediately went hunting down a shot. And I'm going, what kind of confidence level do you have to have to be in that moment? And then he hits six straight shots that don't even hit the rim. Yeah. So, look, if you're Steve Kerr, you're going to watch that film and think if it wasn't for Lonnie Walker IV – We have now turned this into a best-of-three series with two games at home. Instead, we're talking about the end of the Warriors dynasty. Like That's how how close these games are and how much that could have been a pivotal point in this series.
0: Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for a greedy today on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Right now, the Lakers are second to the Celtics in title odds on Caesars. Do they resemble a championship team?
6: They're starting to. I mean, you can believe it now, right? You watch them now, you go, okay, yeah, I can see it. And the reason is because they've got more depth than we thought they had. And they completely remade their roster in, in terms of the supplemental players at the training deadline. And I'll even throw Austin Reeves into the same category because Austin Reeves was not this player in October, November, December. Mm-mm. He's a totally different player now. You talk about, you know, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, having that moment of empowerment. Austin Reeves has had that too. And LeBron is the guy that's given these guys that kind of confidence. Hachimura, they pick up at the deadline. Um, Vanderbilt, right? These are key major contributors to this team that they just didn't have the first half of the season. So now you look at timely contributions from those guys with two elite level players who, by the way, can impact it on both ends in AD and LeBron they are now rounding into a team that you can see and envision potentially ending up as champions. And and that's this is like the first time I've said it about the Lakers all season. But the way they're managing these big moments is making you believe that it is at least possible. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion, or they'd even be necessarily the favorite in my mind right now to win it, but you can't dismiss them anymore.
2: You can't dismiss them anymore. I'm all but ready to dismiss the Golden State Warriors in this series because we know teams that are up 3-1 in the best of seven series are a combined 264-13. in 13. Now, the Warriors under Steve Kerr are 1-1 one one in those situations, and that famously happened. Well, the loss was the, the famous one with LeBron James being down 3-1 in that NBA Finals. But just curious, Legs, from your standpoint, with the odds stacked against the Warriors winning three straight games and winning this series – if you're Darvin Ham, how do you handle game five in the minutes that you're going to play A.D. and LeBron?
6: Yeah, it's funny. You know, Greeny actually put it out there this morning. I get up, like, if you're him, I'm not even letting him go. Not, don't even take the trip. <laughs> I'm just going to concede the game. And I was like, be careful about unleashing something like that on the Warriors because now you could find yourself in a situation where guys get in rhythm that they need. Like, where's Jordan Poole been? Clay is struggling. So LeBron AD, you don't take the right approach going into that game to win the game and end the series. And if, if if they even sense that, the Warriors. And you let those guys back into the series in terms of rhythm, you've got a whole different problem on your hands now going back to L.A. to close out game six. Because right now, they know they've got some guys that are trying to find their offense at, with their season on the line. Right? It's dire straits for Golden State. Now, look, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm saying this. We're down three-one. We had two games in this series where we had the ball in our hands less than ten seconds ago with a chance to extend the game. That's how tight these games are. They have not managed those situations well. So, they, I, I, my message is: listen, they're a handful of possessions. We are up three-one. That, like, that's the message I'm saying to the And look, they're not going to be phased being down three-one. They, they we, clearly they have problems and issues to deal with with the size and physicality of Lakers. Right? It's a problem. But they're in these games if they manage those possessions better. And I think that's the hope that they're clinging to. But for the Lakers, you go down there to win the game and try to end the series. You don't want life given to a team like this.
0: Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst joining us. What does it say about this postseason when you're going to have an eight seed and a seven seed potentially in the conference finals?
6: I think it says a lot about how the regular season is treated in the NBA anymore. Mm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I don't want to call it completely irrelevant, But in large part, between the way teams approach handling their best players, whether it be load management or actually more significantly to me than load management, are injuries and how much longer guys are taking to come back from the same injuries that guys would have had 10 years ago. Teams are erring so far on the side of caution now, something that thought a guy would miss five, six games, he misses 10, 12, plus the load management nights, right? Add it all up. Teams are positioning themselves and what happens at the training deadline, Yeah. where now every team is, is like thinking about adding a key piece, or in some cases, like really reinventing yourself the way Dallas did. So really the season starts then, and now it's stay healthy and add to your team and then sprint to the finish, position yourself to be healthy and fresh with new pieces when the playoffs start. That's really what it says about the regular season now in the NBA. Tim, whose run has been more impressive during the playoffs, Jimmy Butler or Devin Booker? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go with Devin Booker just because you're talking about right now what we're watching in Devin Booker. Every single night he's given us something that we can't really believe what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, mean, Jimmy Butler, yeah, he's been sensational. But Jimmy Butler's also had great postseasons before. And he hasn't had every night these monster scoring games that Devin Booker's putting together. The efficiency with which he is doing it on every level. He's so hungry looking as a scorer right now, and, and carrying it, carrying it, pulling it off. He literally is. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan and Steph Curry, but when you look at some of these incredible playoff runs, like those guys, like a Dwayne Wade when he won it, you know, yeah. pre-Shaq, like when they just literally control and dominate every single game and there's no answer, that's what Devin Booker is doing right now. So I'd probably go with Book because now I'm expecting it, 35-40. Like that's the baseline now for Devin Booker. It's incredible.
0: Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, last one from me. Is there any path back here for the Knicks?
6: I can't see it. There's a lot of teams down 3-1, and you know you, you say, okay, don't write them off yet. The Warriors are in that boat. That's yeah. just foolish to write off a team that's been in six finals. And, and it's been in every single situation imaginable. They're not going to be phased by anything they see. right? Until they're finally dead and gone in a series, you've got to worry about them. Here's a problem with the Knicks, and, and I was just talking about this with Alan Hahn. Look at all the teams remaining in the postseason. The Knicks are the only team remaining that does not have a superstar. Yep. They don't have one. They've got really good players, and they've got some guys that are all-star caliber players, which means you're not even a perennial all-star. All-star caliber players. They don't have superstars. Some of these teams left have two. So that makes it very difficult, and they're playing a team that is this, that is so on point with their details in a way that they defend you. They don't miss assignments, right? They're just – they're so locked in and so doubting. And the key is they're also getting really timely contributions from their bench guys. Mikhail mean, Kyle Lowry – we just talked about the regular season being irrelevant. But Kyle Lowry is making a case right now for, like, old battered bodies and what the playoffs yeah. can do for you. Oh, my God. No right, doubt. because no it's all, it
0: looked like he was done as a
6: player. It's all, I thought he should have retired last year. He, it's yeah. just all, like, adrenaline and saving yourself and preserving yourself because you want to play in meaningful games. The regular season doesn't matter that much. Look at Lowry. Caleb Martin's been unbelievable for them. Like, so the bottom line is they just don't have enough. So the margin for error is tiny, and you cannot give up a bunch of second shots when your margin for error is not that great. You just can't do it because you don't have one or two guys that give the ball to the other end that can just create offense for themselves at any time they want to. They just don't have what these other seven teams left have. Tim, in watching Game 4 on
2: Sunday, it felt like the Celtics lost that game much more than the Sixers won that game. I thought it was inexcusable that you didn't get a shot off at the end of overtime, and Marcus Smart lets it go after the buzzer. Joe Missoula caught a lot of heat for not calling that timeout, so now the series shifts back to TD Garden Curious, from your perspective, who has more pressure on them, Tatum and Brown in game five to get it
6: done or Joe Missoula? Uh, I would say Missoula right now. I think people are looking there because it's not just the game you reference. It's also, think about earlier in the series when they go to a late game situation where they run you know, Marcus Smart into the post. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are basically decoys on the critical possession in the game. Marcus Smart ends up turning the ball over. And that's what you came up with out of a timeout. And Jason Tatum's not involved in the main action. Even if he doesn't touch the ball, you have to engage him in the action to force a reaction on the part of the defense. It leads to something good. You have to have him involved in that. So I think right now, and there's a lot of chatter up there, right? There's a lot of chatter up there. He's a young coach, inexperienced, first time going through this at this level of pressure. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's not the right guy for the job because he's been very impressive what he has done with that team this year. But right now, the heat has turned up. And you're talking about these games hanging in the balance on critical decisions. They have not been very good in late-game situations. So that is something that he's hearing, they're feeling, and let's see if they get in that situation again, if they handle it differently. But to counter what you said, is it more Celtics or the Sixers? It's It's really both because – Look at the way James Harden has risen to the occasion with all the criticism he's gotten in the course of his career, the way he played in the two previous games. Did anybody see James Harden having that in him the other night? Nobody did. So so, so they answered because the opportunity was there and James Harden answered the call. You've now shrunk it to a best of three series. Boston's a better team. So let's see how this is going to play out going forward.
0: As usual, awesome stuff. Appreciate it, man.
6: Thanks. Anytime.
0: That's Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst joining us. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. In just moments, we spend more time on the New York Knicks. And the real problem with the Knicks and it's not offensive rebounding right now.
4: Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's Macy's.com slash
3: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. Greeny, the
1: podcast. The NBA Playoffs. this is the Jimmy, driving right baseline. He flips it around for two more. He has 26.
2: And we're just playing hard and playing together, but um, we just got to continue to play hard. We damn sure got to play hard um, when we go up to New York.
1: Continuing coverage of the NBA Playoffs. This is Greenie.
0: I, I don't know what was worse last night. The way the Knicks lost that game or... Looking up in the fourth quarter of the Laker game, and there's Jim Gray sitting next to Jack Nicholson. Of course, they cut back a few minutes later, and Gray was gone. I think he was like a seat filler.
2: (laughs) Wow. wow. (laughs) Taking shots at Jim Gray. Look at you. All I know is I
0: look up, and Lou Adler's sitting there five minutes later.
2: Don't do that to Tom Brady's wingman.
0: I know. Listen, I, I... you know, uh, he makes sure to get in front of the camera whenever he's here. You go, famous. here you
2: go, here you go. Never miss an opportunity to take shots at people.
0: It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Carlin, what it was? Yes, real quick. Yes, uh, Bubba just posed a great question. Bubba, yes. you want to ask? Go ahead and ask. this? Bubba, what's your question?
6: Yeah, um, who
2: do you hate more, Jim Gray or Aaron Rodgers? It's a great question. Wow, that's a phenomenal question. Uh, Jim Gray.
0: Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the guy literally did nothing but sit down courtside. Oh, no, he, he's next to some, the most iconic Lakers game. No, no,
0: no, 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 he's done some things.
2: But I mean, you're, which, you're what that. you're talking about right now? Though, yes,
0: yes. But what I'm talking about, the man did
2: nothing wrong. He sat yeah, down. Right. He sat down courtside. At a Lakers game. The Next cheer was not McCoy. quite
0: as loud for Jim Gray as it was for Aaron Rodgers at the Ranger game the other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll tell you where it sits for me. The problem is, is I've opened this Pandora's box and I can't really explain what the issue is. No, but, you can't. No, but so you got to just before. have the awkward transition now. I, put it, suffice it to say, he always makes sure... To shove people out of the way if there's a camera or a microphone nearby. Okay, I mean, we know how much that. you hate Aaron Rodgers. So if you're saying. I don't hate, hate Aaron If Rose. you hate Jim Gray more than Aaron Rodgers, that must be uh, quite. I the so level is of
2: Jim eight. Gray the shooter McGavin of sports talk, sports media? <laughs> <laughs> you remember
0: Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore? Uh, yeah. No. He children and old people terribly. But I think Shooter McGavin was a better guy. Anyway. Wow. Let's, uh, wow. Let's spend some time on the Knicks <laughs> and Julius Randle because that oh, was boy. an abomination in his post-game press conference. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to Julius Randle about the Knicks last night.
2: It just uh, Maybe they wanted more. I don't know. That's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to you know, step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive.
0: I mean, I think Jay Williams pretty much summed it up this morning on KJM when he heard that comment.
2: What about that tone makes me believe that Julius Randle is one of the leaders of this team. Maybe they wanted more. You're damn right they wanted it more. That they wanted it more last night. The, the whole thing that makes you believe in the Knicks was that they had a heart of a champion. It was their heart. It was their fight. It was their grit. Like, and, and then you get that, that. That's a big problem for this team. That is your leader. That is one of your main faces of your franchise. Something doesn't feel right
0: about it. Nothing feels right about it. And I don't know if he's trying to send a message with what he's saying. Then just say it. Just say it. They wanted it more than we did tonight. And that's a problem. You don't have to be passive aggressive about it. They wanted it more than we did. That's been the case throughout the entire series. And frankly, it was pretty clear it was going to be a problem when they didn't have Jimmy Butler in game two like Legs was talking about or Grinny was talking about earlier, and the Knicks still barely got found a way to get by. Barely.
2: Well, well, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with him posing it as a question because I think he's trying to send a message to his teammates
0: and he wants everybody else to ask that question when they're looking themselves in the mirror. Then just say it then just say it. It doesn't have to be passive aggressive.
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing. When you start talking about being down 3-1 and your season on the line for the rest of the way, you have to start soul searching. You have to ask some some serious questions. You have to ask some tough questions, and maybe that was Julius Randle taking it upon himself to start that conversation in a public forum with the media as to let his teammates know, we need to all be asking ourselves this question when the series shifts back to Madison Square Garden because we've got to have a different, not only energy level, but we've got to have a different level of focus and attention to detail. I can't tell you the amount of times when the Knicks are fighting themselves for offensive rebounds. I mean, for defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds. That can't happen. Where it's the same team fighting for a rebound, and then the ball ends up going out of bounds and giving it back to the Miami Heat. There was a sequence in the fourth quarter where the Heat had four or five consecutive possessions just by virtue of fouls and in situations where the Knicks tried to corral a rebound or got the rebound, turned the ball over immediately, like and, and gave it back to Miami. Those types of things can't happen. I'll say it before, I'll say it again. The Miami Heat are beating the New York Knicks at their own game. You look at it last night, 22 points off of Knicks turnovers for Miami, 17 second chance points, seven offensive, what it was, seven offensive rebounds in the fourth, in the fourth quarter? quarter. Yeah. That, that that can't happen. The Knicks are the ones that usually come up with those 50-50 balls, but that has been Miami Miami by and large throughout the series. That has to change. The only way that changes is if there's a different focus level to go along with ratcheting up the intensity
0: in the effort. There's a much larger problem at work here. What's that? The Knicks have put entirely too much importance over the last several years on the regular season, and they have put entirely too much importance on their role players. Or in in uh, not admitting that they are role players. Okay. In trying to uh, suggest that they are more than that. Is R.J. Barrett more than a glorified role player no. right now? no. He is no, not. No. Chris, he no. is a minus in every game of this series. Is Julius Randle a star? I mean, he's been an all-star. He's been an all-NBA nice player. He's been an all-NBA player. But Chris, Greeny yeah. is 100% right. I have said this before myself. He is a number three on a good team. Mm-hmm. He is a number three. The Knicks do not have a superstar player. Jalen Brunson is very, very, very good. good player. Could be a number two. I agree. But this is why you don't let R.J. Barrett and draft picks inhibit you from going and getting Donovan Mitchell, from putting yourself in that position. They need to have a superstar player. They need to not be consistently, Chris, the lovable overachievers, because that's what they have become under Tom Thibodeau. We are, dear God, we have to hold on to every last draft pick because we can't possibly trade them away. They're all so valuable. Oh, my God. Settle down. Look around the league. Look at the Miami Heat. They are beating you with effort, yes, but they are beating you because the best player on the floor who is a superstar wants nothing more than to stick it to you in each way possible and stick it to every opponent that they have. That is where the Miami Heat are winning. That is where the Knicks are losing in the grand scheme.
2: Well, here's what I'll say. I I know everybody wants to say Miami is a more talented team on on its face. I I don't know if I agree with that. Look at all of the undrafted players that the Miami Heat have playing integral roles for them significant minutes in the postseason. I don't know that Miami is this immensely talented team. No. That is just, you know. But they have the best I, player. They, they, they do have the best player, but they're not out talenting the New York Knicks. That's not what's happening here. Now, no. to your point, I will agree the Knicks have been holding on to draft picks way too much.
0: They, but they, their they, best they, player is also a killer. Well, that's my problem. Well,
2: and, that, and that's all fair, but I will say this the regular season does matter for a franchise before Tom Thibodeau got there. That was 21 and 45, 17 and 65, 29 and 53. Like they've got to have some consistency, and they've got two 40 plus win seasons under Tibbs. They're going in the right direction. They just need to add that star.
1: Thanks for listening to Greenie, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch greenie on get up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.